Hi guys, this is Angel, and you're listening to Above, Above Average. Yeah. Welcome to episode 21 of Above Average. My name's Angel. So um, this episode is going to be with a special guest. And before I introduce this person, I wanted to talk about the topic. And the topic for today's episode is going to be the evolution of friendship. Friendship as a concept and how our definition of friendship changes throughout the years as we evolve. So I think friendship is kind of unique in a way that unlike family, we can kind of pick and choose our friends, but there's no like direct structure on how we can be a good friend. And it's like very opinion based. So I wanted to explore that. Without further ado, I wanted to introduce you the guest for today that I feel has so much wisdom that I was like, so I'm like really excited for this person to even like share her two cents in this podcast. And it is Jane Canteros. Hi, everyone. I'm Jane. Um, I don't really know what to say about myself, <laughs> to be honest. On my way here, I was practicing in the car. <laughs> and I was like, um, so on the topic of friendship, let's mm-hmm. focus on that. I've been friends with Angel for six or seven years yeah. now. So um, in terms oh, of, wow. yeah, I know it's been a, <laughs> yeah. like 2014. It's 2021. So yeah. it's nearly like seven years. Yeah. Um, but I was really excited, like, thinking about and reflecting on our friendships. Like, yeah, we have evolved from, like, acquaintances, people just, yeah. who just really know each other, then to people who kind of make the effort to, like, keep up and, like, yeah. be in the know of everyone, of, like, each other's lives. Yeah. Um, and so I'm really excited to be here. Um, and then anything else about me? I don't really know. I'm a cancer, if anyone's into nice. zodiacs. Um, Do you know, like, uh, so you're a cancer son. Yes, and I'm a Cancer Moon, so I think oh, okay. I think like in terms of like emotionality, I'm definitely there. Yeah, and my only saving grace in my top three is that I'm a Sag, and I think that's oh, why nice. sometimes I feel like such a good vibration with you. Yeah, yeah. You're a Sag Sun, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh. True. I just like the way we present is like that's my attraction to yeah. Angel's energy. So yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so interesting because like I'm a Gemini Moon, oh. and there's this like. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know a lot about astrology. Yeah. But like, I, I don't know if it's a stereotype or, or whatever, but they're saying like Geminis like to like preach or like are very reflective and like, you know what I mean? Do you, I get that. You know what I mean? And I feel yeah. like you as a cancer, like your emotion, like emotional self and my reflective self. I feel like we connect that way too, you know? We do. And I, and I think Okay, not to get into Zodiac too much, but like Gemini's and Cancers just being side by side to each other definitely relate in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. We're very communicative. Let's just That's say it. that. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. agree with you. <laughs> yeah. And okay, so Jane, I think one of the, the great reasons as to why this topic fits you very well is because I think throughout uh, my friends and just like knowing different people, I've always kind of sensed from you that like you care about this topic. You care about evolving and and learning more about how to be a good friend. Would you agree? Yes. I think I think it definitely feeds into like how growing up, um, like my family weren't very open to other people because we just like to rely on ourselves. Yeah. So I struggled a lot with making friendships. And then so it became a lot of my focus because like 
it was like this thing I had to solve. Like, why is it hard for me to maintain friendships? Like, is there a secret to like maintaining mm. friendships and stuff like that? So um, it began in high school. And I think as I got older and as I got to like, like notice my behaviors in friendships, the more I wanted to improve and also like want my friends to improve with me. And I also yeah. love group dynamics mm. that are involved in friendships. So I, I think that's just carried on like from high school to college and then into post-grad life and then basically adulthood nice so, so it's yeah. a journey it is a yeah. journey but awesome yeah. okay so i want to break down this this podcast episode to like three general sections so mm-hmm. the first section is going to be childhood and childhood friends and just like our young concept of friendship i think like that's where we're going to start and mm-hmm. then we're going to move into just how as we form my identity, as we mature, how yeah. friendships change mm-hmm. and our concept of friendships change. And then just the struggle of identifying how friendship fits in adulthood as well. So those yeah. are going to be like the three concepts. I mean, the three sections. Mm-hmm. Going into the first section, you kind of mentioned it a little bit, but can you just walk us through your childhood in relation to friendship, like how you made friends and mm-hmm. how you chose friends at the time? Okay, so I think it's pretty relatable, but in childhood, um, you kind of choose friends based on proximity and who's open to you as a person. Yeah. Right? Like, who you feel you get a vibe from. Like, when you're kids, I think you can pick up on it even then at that age. Like, who's open to you, who will communicate back to you if you want to play, like, they'll play with you, things like that. Um, So there was a lot of that at least, like, very young age, like, maybe, like, like, five, six years old. And then, like, with me immigrating, like, there was definitely, like, a period of isolation because, like, I had to confront this new, like, social structure. And even at that age, like, kids already, like, American kids already know how to interact with each other. I didn't know how to do that. So there was, like, a learning curve and then a relearning of how friendships work because then I had to be intentional about approaching other kids because I was seen as foreign. Yeah. Um. And in that sense, it kind of drove me into approaching other POC children because mm. um, that made things a bit easier because I knew that we came from a background of like foreignness. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Rather than like, um, like what's the norm here in America, which is like whiteness yeah. and like, you know, like how that functions in like within our society. Yeah. So, yeah. I think like I, I was listening down like what I would say to this mm-hmm. question, too. And it was I, I love that you mentioned that your concept of friendship was super easy as a child but then when you immigrated it seemed like the focus was lost there yeah because like I think what's great about children and now it's like harder for us as adults is like there's bravery that comes with um, tra- uh, being mm-hmm. a child yeah but when you move there's a sense of ice like what you said isolation and yeah. like your focus now is not the braveness and the natural human interaction mm-hmm. it's more of I need to also fit in. Yeah, like, you want to connect with other children. Yeah. And, like, because, like, you're trying to, like, find your how you belong into a space. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I mean, like, back then, I didn't realize I wanted that. But, like, now when I reflect back on it, that's what I wanted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wonder, too, like, what would have happened if I didn't move? Like, would would my social, like, personality and choices, would 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 it have been more simple? Because I didn't have that, like, oh, you need to fit in, you need to, quote, sadly, quote unquote, like, assimilate to this new culture. Yeah. Yeah. And it's different too in spaces. It's like if you're in a Filipino community, you naturally just make friends 
with the Filipino children there, but like when you're at school or other activities where there's not as many, like you can't connect just through your culture, then you have to like make friendships more mindfully. Yeah. So yeah. So like let's dig deeper into those challenges. And okay. I don't know if you, we need to focus on like elementary school. It could just be like I don't know, pre young, young in general. Okay. Yeah. So like, what were the challenges of friendship at a young age for you? Um. A lot of it was how to deepen friendships. Mm. Um, like, as a young age, you're kind of just focused on, like, hanging out with someone and, like, yeah. you know, like, talking about, like, relationships, like, you know, like, romance and stuff and, like, what you yeah, like. like yeah, yeah, like, all those things. So, but then when it comes to, like, wanting support and then someone to vent to, like, you don't really know how to do that. It's yeah. kind of, like, I think, um, like, depending on how you grow up, you kind of internalize a lot of those things. Yeah. Um, and you don't know who's going to be open up to talking to you about that. And then also them talking to you about that in return. Because I think mm. there should be like a two-way street. So that was one of the challenges. Yeah. And in some cases, we just kind of fell into it. Like the conversations will naturally navigate towards that direction. Mm-hmm. In other ways, you kind of, um, and I think this more pertains into like now that I'm older, I have to be like, oh, how are you? Mm. Or like, how are you doing? Like. Like, is everything okay? Things like that. Like, yeah. I kind of have to prod a bit. And I, th- I guess now I'm more direct about it rather than, like, you know, hoping for a chance that this will just come up. Yeah. Yeah. I think that comes with a proximity thing, too. Yeah. When you're a kid, it's like, all right, after school, there's, like, that hour of playtime that just, mm-hmm. like, na- things will just naturally be available yeah. during that time. But now it's like, oh, I don't have an opportunity to know about yeah. you as much as before. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you kind of just go through, like, yeah. okay, like, how are you? Like, you know, yeah. let's reconnect. I wanted to touch up on, like, your your um, approach to vulnerability as a child, too. Like, oh. I can empathize with that because I had, like, a lot of drama revolving, like, my parents having marital issues when mm-hmm. I was young. And my best friend now, and she's, she's still my best friend now. Yeah. Like, I remember I would go to her house because my mom would, like, want to have a change of setting or something. So yeah. we would, like, stay at their house. Mm-hmm. And she knew she knew what was going on, but we never talked about it. We just be like, yeah. "Hey, let's watch um, Cheetah Girls." Let's, yeah. Oh, let's make let's go out and do somersaults and like mm-hmm. bike. So it's like interesting how I think as much as you wanted to share, I feel yeah. like your friends also felt like they could ask, but there was yeah. definitely like something holding both parties back. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if it like when we're younger if we even know if we're capable of talking that out or sometimes it's just like it's just like a known thing like oh like we know this about each other like like if we kind of just accept it about each other like we don't have to necessarily talk about it and i don't know if that's is that a bad thing i think that's not it it makes childhood simple (laughs) yeah it does make childhood simple and it kind of like i guess in that sense it's like it's like just knowing that and not having to talk about it like, is enough. It's like a reprieve, like yeah. you, like it's a safety. Like you don't have to revisit like maybe like not so nice memories and stuff yeah. like that. Damn. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I also wanted to talk about one of the challenges, and let me know if you feel this way too. But uh-huh. maybe you're on like middle school era when people okay. are starting to. So like when you're when you're young, it's kind of like when you're a first year in college. Oh my gosh! Too. I think what you're. I think I know what you're about to like touch on. Oh wait, I don't. Okay. I'm not sure, but if if it's not, you can add that too. Okay. But I think for me, when people are starting to um, figure out their identity, Uh I was kind of late. Okay. And so I 
kind of grew up trying to be a mirror of all my friends' identities mm-hmm. as they matured. Yeah. As they liked certain music. I remember, like, you know, like, the Apple Nano? Yes. Like, like the, the scrolling thing? Yeah. yeah. I remember, like, during parties, I would tell my friends, like, oh, can I borrow your your like your ipad yeah i, I just, you know just whatever but it's actually me like remembering the songs oh my gosh because i wanted to make sure that i was like them too mm-hmm. and i think that was like a challenge of just being young and not fully knowing who you are and mm-hmm. people have different timelines for that anyway and yeah i think seeing how people ha- have started to formulate their identity kind of made me feel like i was late so i, I tried to like steal a little bit of theirs to make mine i don't know if that yeah yeah because as much as like identity is really personal mm-hmm. i think there is validation and friends that makes me feel like oh then i can be this yeah yeah so i think in an early age you rely on that friend group to kind of be like okay what are we now like what yeah. phase is this what oh, do we like yeah. you know what i mean yeah yeah i get that yeah yeah no i think i think that's definitely like a phenomenon that happened to me too but perhaps not to that degree yeah um it could also be because like i felt like my friends and i also never attached ourselves to like music or anything like that oh. like ours was very much like a hangout like i like for us a lot of what we did was like play in the snow i and it also it almost seems like an extension of like the playfulness of childhood that followed yeah. us even into like high school and stuff oh. and then when it came like things about like things about music and things like mm-hmm. that that like we had we didn't start recommending those things to each other or I didn't even know about those things from my friends up until maybe like later in high school oh, into wow. college yeah dang um so I guess you could say that I was also pretty late in like forming an identity or maybe I formed an identity and it just wasn't fully fleshed out yeah so, no, yeah. I think wait I think is that the reason why you love friendship dynamics because it's like your concept of friendship was never like we're one thing we're different things and like you guys bring different like yeah you know what I mean insights to, yes. the, to the table although one thing that I will say that I kind of like tried to mimic from like a friend mm-hmm. and I think this is because also what I loved about friendships is because like I felt like I could learn from them yeah was I had this one friend who just really presented to me as like super confident and that was the one thing I struggled so much and then just seeing her be confident and not really care about people's opinions like inspired me to like do the same and just be confident in that sense too and I and like even though she didn't necessarily know that I was like I was taking her actions Mm -hmm. and like you know applying it to my own life yeah um like she really like like just mimicking her behaviors like definitely helped me also gain like oh, that so confidence nice. yeah so so that's like a positive yes <laughs> that's like positive influence yes <laughs> good for you yeah no but no there's also a case where i was like um where i was also excited for my friends to give me music recs mm-hmm. i couldn't trust my own taste of in yeah. music and so she was into beatles so for a while i also had like a beatles fa- phase because of her yeah but yeah yeah okay now that you, s- you say that like the memories are starting to yeah. like pack, like pop back up yeah. wait what yeah. was the thing that you you wanted to point out like i think you were trying to guess what question was gonna ask oh um i guess like you know how um friendships kind of change in regards to like you know like the, like the cliche things about middle school and high school and like popularity oh, and like yeah. wanting to be friends with other people yeah, like, like the, the drifting apart yeah the drifting yeah. apart yeah so. did you have that um sort of yes like there's definitely people who like um 
shied away from our friendships because I was definitely a quiet person yeah. in middle school and high school. And I know like kids can be a little brutal, but they don't want to like associate with someone who's not very like, extroverted. I feel like that's like oh, a very, yeah. very powerful middle thing. Middle school and, was rough. Bro. Yeah. So like um, once people like saw, oh, that's like a not cool. Like we want to have be friends with like more outgoing people or like yeah. more cooler people. Then like I've definitely had friendships that kind of like broke. Yeah. in that degree but like those friendships were also very superficial like they're very like oh let's play and yeah. like you know let's sit together at lunch kind of thing yeah so that's true but it was hurtful when it happened oh I was yeah like, what the heck i feel like middle school anything that that seems okay now it's yeah. like the whole week is over for me yeah like emotionally it like, takes me a lot to regulate yeah. that yeah and i was like oh my god am i gonna am i gonna have to eat my lunch in the bathroom like i have yeah. no i have no oh my gosh <laughs> like, it's like yeah i don't know Middle school was rough. Yeah. Okay, you know, like, the concept of, like, social climber? Yes. I feel like in middle school, people, a lot of people were kind of like that. Yeah, they were. They they were, like, trying to be associated with something so that they can, like, elevate somehow. Like, I definitely sense that vibe. Maybe I was judgmental, too. No, no, I think it's a a thing. Like, like people change and they want to be someone else. They don't want to be, like, their old person. And then anything associated with who they were then they don't want to be with anymore unless those people also change to fit yeah. who they are now so so hopefully um all my middle school ex-friends are thriving yes i, I don't judge you guys i you wish know. you nothing but the best we were we we were all at fault of some in some ways it's yeah fine. okay so you were bringing up like you moving to america mm-hmm. but are there some lessons or just how your parents have friends but like how has you um, growing up in an immigrant family impact how you define friendship at the time um and l- let me know I can go first and then you can add on yeah no you go first because I feel okay. like it might take me a while to okay well I think for me and this is not something that my parents said this is what a friend means like it's mm-hmm. not like they were very it was not like a lesson that we yeah. said on a Saturday but I think like because my parents were really um, protective, mm-hmm. I was not really allowed to kind of have like sleepovers or like mm-hmm. hangouts unless it was like a study group or mm-hmm. whatever. So one of the things that definitely impacted my sense of friendship, not really the definition of it, but just a muscle that I didn't gain. Mm-hmm. It's just like proper judgment, like personal judgment. Okay. Yeah. Because I think like I was like obedient to a point where... I was so naive, you know, mm-hmm. like oh, when it came to friendships. Yeah, okay. or like, um, if you're nice to me, then you're my friend. But some people are just oh, nice because you know they, they don't want to be rude. Yeah. Or like, oh, if you're nice to me, then like we can like go do the the step further and be vulnerable. And some mm-hmm. people were not ready for that and stuff like yeah. that. So I think like rejection was something that I didn't learn mm-hmm. because growing up. And in, in, and I mentioned this in my previous podcast too, but I grew up when I moved here in in Virginia with like a Filipino circle, mm-hmm. you know. And so like I had childhood friends, and we grew up as immigrants together. Yeah. And so like I had a very tight knit friend group, mm-hmm. and so I never got rejected. Yeah. Um. So then when I went to middle school and we didn't go to the same school, mm-hmm. um, I was like I didn't know how to process not being friends with everyone Mm -hmm. because back home like in my neighborhood I was friends with everyone yeah but I knew it was not like a me problem it's just something that like oh this is different ball game like this is something I'm not this is a concept 
yeah. that I was not familiar with. So I think it was just that. Like I was like very sensitive to rejection mm-hmm. and also like just I didn't have a good vibe check with people. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, this person seems nice. Hi. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that I learned or like I got. Um. Okay. So I I definitely relate to some of the things you said, especially mm-hmm. like um, like certain terms of rejection and kind of like wanting to just be liked by people. Yeah. Or like, you know, like, oh, I'm such a great friend. Like, won't people like, just want to be friends with me? Yeah. But I think mine was a bit different, different in a sense that like, like, okay, like growing up, my parents were judgy people. Oh, <laughs> like, sorry, mom and dad, but like, especially my dad, like, um, like the smallest thing that person can do that doesn't sit right with him mm. um he would just be like oh like that's that that vibe is like way too off for me oh. and i sort of absorbed the same energy and like perception so um growing up i was actually pretty suspicious of my friendships and mm. like oh i'm like what if they betray me or something oh, like wow. that yeah like um and i kind of like it's weird to say and this sounds so bad on my behalf but um, there was definitely a part of me that was like kind of like acting a role of a friend mm-hmm. like okay like I know what a friend entails and I can like do that role um, but you know like that was something that um, that dominated like my middle school and even like slightly into high school but it was during that transitional phase where I suddenly was like oh this is why am I thinking like this? Like, I yeah. do want to be vulnerable with my friends. Like, I don't want to be suspicious of them. And I think they think so nicely of me, especially when I see, like, the things that they do for me. Like, when they think, like, when, like, they ask about me or, like, offer me things, like, food, even food in general, like, just small things like yeah. that. I'm just like, why am I treating my friends like this? Yeah. And it was kind of like, like, that light switch in my head where it's like, oh, like, I'm doing terribly as a friend. And I think, and I think knowing that about myself, I was kind of like, I need to be better. Like, I yeah. should be better. And that's also yeah. kind of, like, followed me. Um, and then, I guess, and then, like, also coupled with that was, like, this need to also be, like, oh, like, I also want to be liked by people. Yeah. But only certain people. Oh, yeah. true. Because, like, I knew, like, oh, I don't want to be friends with people who, like, are definitely not going to vibe with me. Yeah. Like, just from, like, cultural background. Yeah. You know, things yeah. like that. This is not, like, a good or a bad thing, but mm-hmm. would you say that you, from a very young age, you were already, like, selective? Yes. I was selective, but there were also points where it was, like, I wanted certain friends, but I couldn't have certain friends. So, I didn't know if I was also settling for the friends, like, that oh, I did make yeah. at a younger age. But then I was, like, but, the like, the awful thing about that is, like, why am I putting people into, like, different categories yeah. and stuff? Like, why can't I just appreciate the time I had with them yeah. and, like, the good times I have with them? Yeah. So, like, yeah, like, growing up, like, I definitely had to grapple through all those different concepts mm-hmm. and, like, unlearn a lot of, like, the to- toxic things that, like, yeah. I've learned from my parents. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, like, I get it. Like, being an immigrant family, you kind of, like, you're, you're just naturally suspicious of people because yeah. you want to survive. Like, mm-hmm. we were in a survival mode. Yeah. Um, And you want to preserve that, like, you know, you want to preserve, like, the family dynamic. And you mm-hmm. don't really want strangers to come into that. Yeah. So, yeah. That's true. And I feel like a lot of, like, the toxic or just, like, things that became concerning, like, mm-hmm. the kind of mentality that you had and I had is just, yeah. like, but that's just being children too. Like you don't, you lack judgment. Yeah. You're naive. Yeah. Like you take things at face value. Yeah. And I think there's, 
Like, I'm not mad. Like, you know, it's just, that's how I was. And that's okay. Same. Like, in some degrees, I'm just sorry. I'm just like, yeah. oh, like, oh my God, why did I treat my, yeah. like, I didn't treat my friends, you know, like, outwardly like that. Mm-hmm. But in my head, I definitely It's very, had, like, judgmental. Internally. Yeah. yeah. And in, in a way, it was kind of like a persona that you're like, I, I want to be like this authentically. Yeah. How come there's, like, a glass ceiling that's, like, limiting yeah. me from it? Yeah, that's true. So moving out of your family yeah. and let's zoom out to society mm-hmm. and television. I'm not yeah. going to say social media because when we were, we were young, it, yeah. it wasn't really existing. But there's a lot of like narrative revolving friendship, mm-hmm. friendships in movies. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll just like name some like this like possessive nature of best friends. Oh, yes. Also just like how media portrays like you mentioned it before like, oh, the nerd is best friends with the popular girl. Yeah. Or like, oh, the trio, mm-hmm. the duo. Yeah. Right? And like, I know you have like a core friend group when you were a child too, right? Yeah, I did. So like, how was the concept that was being kind of spewed out through mm-hmm. like television society impact like how you formulated your friends? Um. Yeah, so in that sense, like I also hungered for like that group of friends because yeah. I think you know, as I was approached, like, that was kind of like a popular thing to have. Like, you wanted, like, your gang. Yeah. Like, you know, like, these are people, like, I hang out with. Yeah. Like, your homies. Your constant. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, like, I also wanted that. And then, yeah. so, when I finally, like, when we kind of, like, began forming our friend group, because it was kind of late. Like, we formed ourselves, um, like, the five of us, um, like, junior year of high school Mm -hmm. so like there wasn't much of a background to us prior to then but Mm -hmm. I think just from the fact that we formed ourselves and kind of stuck together like Mm -hmm. and like there's a lot of drama like yeah in the years following that yeah um like there definitely was a shift from like oh like we came together with kind of like a pretty superficial idea of friendship Mm. to like okay like how do we mature this oh my gosh yeah so wow. and I think and I think together, um, I don't know if you you really had a conversation about it at a young like when we were younger, but mm-hmm. like as we grew older, we were able to reflect on it more. And then um one friend, I think like what struck me, um, like one from the from this friend group, um, she said something like a few months or like maybe a year back now, where it was like, you know, I think ultimately um we were meant to like be together as yeah. friends and like cross paths. So, and I think that struck with me, like, you know, like, maybe that was the case, like, you know, like, I could, I could dishonor our friendship and be like, oh, but we came together so superficially, but then, Mm. you know, the fact that we stuck together, like, that means something. Oh, my gosh. Um, There's this concept that I was going to bring up later, but I think that, that journey Mm -hmm. perfectly um, describes the concept of, like, love is, like, infatuation first, and then love is the thing after infatuation, where it's an active choice. It is, yeah. Um, There's a a feeling of that in any relationship or any love, where it's, like, belonging can Mm -hmm. be a spark. Yeah. But the companionship of that relationship is the choice Mm -hmm. to grow together after the feeling or the spark of belonging ends. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, like, you, your friend group actively chose to be, like, all right, like, it's understandable we're humans. Mm-hmm. We we thought we were fun at yeah. first. We played in the snow or whatever. Yeah. Or like we we liked each other's outfits in the hall. Yeah. But now let's actually like do the companionship part yeah. and let's move on. Let's and, like stick together. Yeah. Yeah. And like it was hard like being because like, you know, we 
we like after high school we had very different paths yeah that we took mm-hmm. um and that meant a lot of distance in between and keeping up with four other people and then yourself and then yeah. on top of that like at least in my case like other friends i was making it was very hard to like make the time for each other and like make each other feel prioritized like we mm-hmm. always joke even to this day that like we felt like um our group of friends has been like the one like it's like that one relationship like we were in a relationship with each other yeah like it may not have been like in a like like you know like the romantic sense mm-hmm. but we definitely romanticize our friendship yeah. and As you, you know should. yeah and like prioritize each mm-hmm. other and like you know we try to juggle that um in them especially like with like significant others school and life, and life. Yeah. yeah wow I think just going back into like best friends and like friendship yeah one of the things that I kind of not blame but I definitely got from society mm-hmm. was that like if it ticks all the box and you're there like you're good like yeah I from a younger age because I didn't really not choose but like again like I lacked a rejection mm-hmm. I formulated friendship very easily here in America yeah with like fellow POCs and stuff yeah. um I was like damn like our friend group looks like the one and that's a raven like our yeah. friend group looks like the one in Disney yeah so like I guess this is my friend like I, I'll stick with that but one of the things that's harmful there is the fact that like if you're not fulfilled or like if you feel like surface level wise you have mm-hmm. a group of friends that's like you didn't choose each other I think at that time too like our our parents were friends yeah so there's a little bit of it that like we like the proximity thing yeah that like we didn't actively choose to grow and mature mm-hmm. our friendship that way right yeah. so there's a little bit of it like oh this friendship doesn't seem as fulfilling and people would like not be as close as before mm-hmm. and i think it's and i don't i can't like speak for everyone because mm-hmm. everyone's like in their a different point in their lives now yeah. and like we still have thanksgiving together we still have christmas together because yeah. like we're like the only family we have in america yeah. so i think like in terms of like friendship my misconception was just like, oh, on paper, we are all already there. We already yeah. achieved the best friend status. Yeah. So, like, there's no work to be done. Yeah. So, I think that was, like, an error when I was a child. Yeah. Like, not not putting effort because I'm like, oh, they'll always be here for me. I don't mm-hmm. have to work extra, yeah. you know? But then you kind of also feel like there's that, um, like, there's like, well, wait, something kind of feels lacking. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah no I felt that too it was like oh I became complacent like oh mm-hmm. they're always gonna be there but then I realized that the things we're talking about we're just actively like we're just like you know updating each other but we're not being meaningful or asking mm-hmm. questions or like really like taking interest into each other's yeah. lives and like well-being and stuff yeah and that's the muscle like those questions yeah I, if you asked me when I was like 13 I wouldn't know those right? questions existed yeah but now it's like it's a muscle that I have started to work out. And now I'm I'm more intentional with my questions. Yeah. It's not just like, what job do you do? What's your major? It's more of like, oh, I remember that thing that you did. Like, how yeah, was that? Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And then it's also, in, like, I think another muscle too is to recognize, like, what those questions are. Like, what that means. Like, yeah. you know, this person is actively taking an interest in my yeah. life. And, like, recognizing that. Yeah. Agreed. So, yeah. So to close this, like, childhood section, mm-hmm. um, can you name, like, a positive and a negative impact of childhood friendship? Um, okay, positive impact, like, you know, like, these are the people who know you. Mm-hmm. Like, since you were a kid, they know all your embarrassing yeah. stuff. They've seen you do embarrassing things. Yeah. They've, like, seen you from, like, you know, like, when you were... Uh, 
like, you know, like, super tiny and small. Yeah. And then, like, seeing you who are you are now. Like, sometimes they have a better concept of who you are. Yeah. Because of that. Because they know your history. Like the roots. Yeah. The awkward, cringy faces mm-hmm. and things. And then, obviously, the negative aspects are, you know, like, how do we evolve? Mm. You know, how do we not get stuck in, like, our old definitions of friendships? Yeah. And, like, be the people that we need right now as we are mm-hmm. as a person. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to piggyback off of your positive. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely agree. Like, yeah. it's humbling to be friends with someone that has known me throughout know, all my phases right? and throughout all of, like, you know, ver- different versions of me. Mm-hmm. And then if they stuck around, then great. Yeah. But even if I have childhood friends that I may- might not be as close as before, mm-hmm. I think, like, I love that they were part of my life at the time because yeah. they were so vital. Yeah. And I, even though right now how I see them is not how I see them when I was like 15 whatever Mm -hmm. it's just like but I wouldn't have it any other way because they really were so impactful at the time yeah you know um I think in terms of negative just like superficialness but I think that's Mm -hmm. just us lacking like our own foundation as 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 people that like it's inevitable to be like I don't know who I am so I'll just be you (laughs) You yeah yeah or be whatever is in in society and this it's really just a learning curve yeah yeah and I think there's a lot of forgiveness in just youth being young yeah (laughs) okay so moving into more of like okay Maybe not even because people, again, identity some is something that's like person per person basis and yeah. everyone has their own journey and will mm-hmm. never reach really a peak of anything. Yeah. But I wanted to have a section that kind of talks about like as we formulate our identity, as now we're starting to solidify that, how does friendship change? How has your friendship changed um, as you slowly began to kind of formulate a more solidified version of yourself? Like my identity? Yeah. Um... I think I began to demand more mm. out of my friendships because then I, I realized like it's okay to demand things out of your friendships. Yeah. Like I used to be like, okay, I'll just take what I can get, you know, yeah. and I'll be satisfied with that. And yeah. I don't want to ask more because I don't want to overstep boundaries or like be a burden to other yeah. people. But then I was like, well, that's, I don't think that's what friendships like. You know, I don't think friendships need to be stuck in that sense. Like, mm. I think it's okay to, like, demand and be like, hey, I need someone to be with me right now. I'm having a hard time. And, like, I think um, I think that's definitely, like, one of the ways um, my friendships has changed mm. with my identity. Um, and outside of, like, my old friendships, um, I've also began to be more selective of the people I wanted to be- spend time mm. with especially when it comes to new people. Yeah. Um, I began to, like, vet people just the moment I meet them. Like, do yeah. I want to be friends with this person? Mm-hmm. And things like that. Like, there's going to be an off chance where, I, like, I will just hit it off with, mm-hmm. like, a random stranger. Um, and, you know, um, and I'll try to, like, actively, actively pursue a friendship with them. But, you know, the more I know myself, the more I know who I want. Yeah. With the people I'm interacting with. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think um, just to piggyback off of that, too, when I started to know myself, it wasn't that I was, I was selective necessarily. Mm-hmm. I was just more observant of like how my energies change. Yeah, actually, on that's people. a better yeah. Um, 
I was like not very good at making friends in college. Mm-hmm. It was just so happened that I got lucky that people were more extroverted than me. And yeah. I just ended up in that situation. Um, also just like good organizations. And I think yeah. like my roommate, Danielle, you know, you know, Danielle, yeah. she was definitely more of a go-getter. So mm-hmm. I think by association, I just kind of knew people yeah. through her. But one thing I, I definitely, now that I think about it, like, oh, like, now that I know these people more, why wasn't I friends with them faster? Yes. It's definitely because, like, I I think once I solidified who I was, and I'm still figuring that out, mm-hmm. but it's just, like, I wanted to be as authentic as possible. Yeah. Because how I am, if I'm not authentic, I'm very awkward. Yeah. But if I'm not, I'm authentic, I actually have a lot of charisma. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just, like, but I don't, they don't, they're not going to see that if it's fake some of my friends now that I really value it needed years yeah for me to be authentic to you Mm -hmm. so I think that was kind of one thing I learned as I am starting to grow like some energies I can only sense like after multiple iterations of exposure yeah and some energies are faster you know yeah no that yeah that's that that's actually a pretty good point like I definitely suffer from um like maybe like vetting people too fast and not Mm. giving that um um, not giving the time to, you know, like get to know them and get to know who they really are, because like it really could just be judging them based on like who they present to me. Yeah. Um, because like you know, there's been occasions where, you know, I judged a person to be this kind of energy, and like that initial energy wasn't vibing with mine. Mm-hmm. But, but then later, when we we're able to hang out a little bit more, and I was able to know them more, I suddenly was like, oh, like, hey, our, our energies match. Mm-hmm. You know, a bit more like now that we're in a different environment, and mm-hmm. that you know, you like we may not be influenced by like our surroundings and like trying to, um, like have a persona in that environment, yeah. and then just be in this different space, and like our personas are both stripped yeah. away. So yeah, that's yeah. actually a really good point, Angel. Yeah, like, I think. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mentioned a little bit about authenticity, mm-hmm. but like, how did you start to authentically? make friends and like or choose authentically um yeah i would say um third year college mm. was when i began to really examine the people around me and you know like who do who do i want to keep around like who mm. like um who's going to be there and then i can also be there for them yeah um things like that and i think that's because like i like throughout that summer between second and third year of college, I really was able to kind of like find confidence in myself mm. um, because prior to that, I was just very concerned about like, you know, like, oh, like being energetic and like, you know, being the friend that I thought people wanted. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, but then I realized like, this is taking so much energy out of me and I am not being genuine. Mm. You know, I am not able to express my frustrations to mm-hmm. some people, even though I felt slighted and yeah. things like that. And then, so... Um, then I began to be more authentic with people um, by like come third year and then I've also just learned to also just step back and you know observe more too mm-hmm. um, and then like you know like observing how people make friends and mm-hmm. then like you know what I wanted out of myself what, what I wanted out of others how to be a friend like l- real just relearning a lot of things and then um, when it came to uh, making friendships that really came after college because then I had to you know make friends in my new environment yeah. and then um, and in that sense 
it's like that's when I knew like oh I want to approach it this way so like I would invite people out to like have dinner yeah. and like we'd talk like you know tell me about yourself kind of like that it was like taking people on dates yeah. really so yeah yeah I, I love friendship dates I yeah. think it's better not better well yeah it's it's great like one-on-one in a small group yeah because really I don't nice. I also don't thrive in Okay, so I have a different identity depending on the number of people. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, I get you. Yeah, so if I'm in like a group setting, yeah, my intention is like I need because group settings are usually like to you know hurrah energy, like yeah, yeah. we're gonna like, it's like it's do like something a, fun. Yeah, yeah. So for me, as as a person that's like super like hyper aware in, in mm-hmm. social settings, I'm like, oh, I need them to have fun. So then I'm I'm more of like. I over provide, over perform, I over entertain. Yeah. But when I do one on one, it's more like, oh, I just need to focus on you. Yeah. Well, yeah. I yeah, I, I think I also feel the same way because like when it's an it's a group energy, then it's like, you know, like I think everyone is also focused on everyone having fun because mm-hmm. you don't want to be the downer yeah. in a situation like that. Um, and you know, I think that's why people kind of like with either withhold yeah. or like amp up other like aspects of themselves, yeah. and then in the like one-on-one setting it's like oh we're stripped away yeah you know we can focus on each other it's a lot more relaxing to socialize tv yeah and then i think um i mean conversations either way can meander um but i think one-on-one you you definitely can be like oh i can trust this person that they'll be able to say some stuff yeah so yeah there's this there's this quote that i i got from I don't know, a random podcast I was listening yeah. to. I think it's called, like, The Art of Friendship. Yeah. It's, like, fairly Christian, but if you just don't listen, if you're not Christian, you can just skip yeah. the concepts. Just focus just, on the friendship. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was saying, like, you can't, because, like, a lot of times in, like, those uh, advice columns and stuff, like, mm-hmm. how do you make friends after, like, college? How do you make friends if you move cities or something yeah. like that? I think that's a very common question that adults, like, ask. Yeah. And there's this quote, uh, I'm I'm quoting this person, and he was saying that you can't find companionship until you show up authentically. Yeah. So I think like how do you choose authentically is kind of a, a tricky question mm-hmm. because I think in the beginning it has to be surface level. Like it's it impossible for you to naturally care about some a stranger. Yeah. Right. So it's like you can't really authentically choose because like you don't mm-hmm. know enough to authentically yeah. choose. But I think it's like as we formulate our identity. If we just show up authentically anywhere, mm-hmm. then all the vibrations that are in our level will just yeah. naturally like be you know grouped together. Yeah. So yeah, I I still don't know how to choose authentically, mm-hmm. and I feel like sometimes I suck myself out. Yeah. Like, you know, like oh, you like you said, am I settling or like yeah, am I using them for something or yeah. like is it am I just being nice? Mm-hmm. But I think now I'm not even worried about the choosing option or this yeah. choosing aspect. It's more of like. I'm just going to be authentic in all the spaces that I occupy. Yeah. And then from there, the people that are, you know, that match my vibration would just naturally stay. Yeah. You know, and and that's just how it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 I totally feel that. And I think um, as of right now, at least for me, like one thing that I've really come to, like, rely on, in, like, in terms of, like, wanting to be authentic, mm-hmm. it's just, like, the concept of being present. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, like being it's in... super challenging. Yeah, like, being in the present. Like, not expect, like, you know, like, not focusing on, like, what this friendship could be or, like, mm-hmm. what it was even in the past, but just, like, you know, like, the now. The now. Yeah, so, because, like, 
you know, like when you're coming into a space like that with this other person, then you're kind of already having like some sort of bias or like you're wanting to present in some sort of way rather than like enjoying that moment with them. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Right. I think the questions are fairly positive right now. Yeah. So let's negative it down. Yeah. <laughs> let's lower down the vibes. Okay. Let's ruin everything. Yeah. Let's, you know, we're human too. So, okay. So under the same umbrella of identity. Uh-huh. And it doesn't have to be now. It could be in the past. But, like, can you kind of discuss insecurities? I oh, yes. Yeah, you, you kind of dabbled on it about, yeah. like, being authentic and all of that. Yeah. But, it, yeah, like, what are your thoughts on friendship, like, your insecurity as a friend? Okay, growing up, a lot of it was, like, like I relied on my friends for, like, validation. Like, mm. like that's definitely one of the things. Like, I mean, I knew myself, but it's like my outside persona needed to rely on other people. Oh yeah, right. Um, and so when I realized they're like having more fun with other people, I'm like, what? What? Mm. Are you serious? Like, oh, I'm not fun. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was kind of mm-hmm. like that thought process, and and I think that also fed into like possessiveness, especially when like if I think they're spending more time with other people and I'm not being invited, like what? Like, yeah, am yeah. I just not worth it? Mm. Things like yeah. that. Like you know, it became like a sense yeah. of like my worth mm-hmm. and like wanting validation from other people. And then of course now like we know that you know your self worth can only be you know nurtured and formed by you. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any now? Um, sometimes yeah. Like when I see some of my friends hanging out and I'm like not there, it's like, oh like did yeah. did you just did you want to leave me out? Mm. But then like I I think through experience I'm I like I know to be like Jane, shut yeah. up. Like shut up. You're like silencing like, those voices. Shut up. Now. Yeah, like yeah. okay, like okay, if you're you're busy. Like could you have even gone? Yeah. You know? Did you even want to go? <laughs> Did you even want to go? Yeah. And then, like, there's the parts where it's like, oh, yeah, you're right. Like, yeah. you know, like, all I wanted, like, it's, it's just attention. It's, like, all I wanted. Mm-hmm. But, like, like I think I think that's just, like, you know, your, your insecurity speaking. Yeah. And it's not as if, like, if you're not in the presence with someone, doesn't mean, like, your friendship is, like, bad. Yeah. Like, I think sometimes we suffer through this thought, like, oh, my God, so much time has passed. I mean, is there even is there even a friendship to like rekindle? But like, no, like, yeah. like you know, if as long as you want to be with there with a person and like be present with them, then it's totally fine. Yeah, agreed. So yeah, um, I think the way I perceive this question on my end was more like from my because I didn't really learn how to make friends normally mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was young. Yeah, I always had like insecurities of how I can show up for people. Mm-hmm. I think you're very good at like in what sense like I think you're very good at making people feel like the focus is on them I think that's amazing really yeah like when people talk to you about their problems Mm -hmm. you're very good at just how you word things it's just like those that's valid you know like this and that and Mm -hmm. like and your messages are not even just like one-liners because sometimes when friends talk to you about their struggles there's also a little bit of it that's just like oh I don't want to say anything I don't know what to say but I feel like you're very good at saying a lot of things Mm -hmm. and making it like impactful to them right um for me the only person I can 
the only way I can talk a lot is if it's about me. <laughs> like, there's a little bit of selfishness there, but yeah. it's also, like, I just don't feel comfortable talking about other mm-hmm. people anyway. Yeah. So then, like, when people talk to me about their problems, a little bit of me, the first thing in my brain that clicks is, like, oh, talk about your struggles so that she, she can relate and they can re- realize it's not that bad or, like, mm-hmm. that it's, like, normal. Yeah. But then, as much as that is an approach a little bit of me always feels just like but why do you have to talk about yourself yeah but that's the only way i i used to show up to people Mm -hmm. be like oh this sucks like yeah let me tell you about the stuff that happened to me maybe you'll feel better but it's just like why is it about me yeah so that's something i definitely like struggled with and i was Mm -hmm. definitely insecure about like all all of these people like you and some other people that i know there's like very only a few people that I know that can really know the right words to say mm-hmm. and even now I think now it's more of like just be there for them yeah but I do hope one day I can actually know the words to say that'd yeah. be nice too you know yeah. so I think I'm still in that process of like yes it's an insecurity let's answer like our internal like mentality mm-hmm. but also um yeah it's like it's still a learning process for me it yeah and i and i feel the same way too like it's also a learning process for me yeah. too cuz like i think i also i honestly like like you thinking that of me is like something i don't even really think of myself like mm. i know i've kind of reached a point where people start to think that of me yeah. but in reality that's also something i've learned recently through one of my friends wow yeah um and i think well wow, that's kind of beautiful yeah because you learned it from someone and i'm like using you to learn yeah I'm learning from you yeah yeah that's nice right um but yeah like it's hard but like one of the things i you know like like when people come to me with problems like one of the things i always try to focus on is like okay how am i feeling yeah and then i'm just like okay now that i'm acknowledging it myself like like what I'm feeling is not what matters right now. It's how how they're feeling. Yeah. So then once I acknowledge how I'm feeling, it's like, okay, like, okay, like toss that aside. Let's yeah. focus on like how they're feeling yeah. and like being a present with them. And then sometimes if I don't know what to say, I'll be upfront. It's like, okay, I don't know what to say, but I'm here for you. And like, yeah. I'm here to listen to you and yeah. like navigate through this issue with you mm-hmm. and like, and like just be authentic in that sense. Yeah. So, yeah. Because, like, I didn't know either. It's like, I don't know if I'm saying the right thing. Like, I yeah. don't want to overstep your back. I'm always worrying. I was like, I, I, I. Yeah. But it's like, no, like, stop stop doing that. Like, just, yeah. just listen to them. Oh, my gosh. This yeah. is a tangent. But that's kind yeah. of, like, what's going on on, like, um, just, like, social issues right now. Mm-hmm. Where we're the supporters and yeah. not the people that are struggling. Yeah. It's, like, me thinking, like, oh, what do I do? What Like, what do I say? It's yeah. just, like. The fact that that's a mentality is like so, some kind of privilege in a way because yeah. it's like there's nothing to say. There's yeah. just to do. Yeah. Like to do the things. Yeah. <laughs> to do and like to support. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. That's good. Good for mm-hmm. you. <laughs> that's awesome. Wait. Okay. So with that positive note, let's go back to positives. Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but like, okay. So the question, the follow up question to that uh-huh. is like, how have you changed due to your friendship? So you mentioned that oh like you absorb confidence. You absorb like being a better like supporter and listener. Mm-hmm. So like, can you kind of describe how you've changed? Yeah. So, um, God, like I am always thankful to my friendship. Like, Oh my gosh, like I might even get emotional at this point, but yeah. like I really think like oh my god, it's okay. Friendships have like changed my life. Yeah. Like and I think to some points it also kind of like 
saved my life. Like, because mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard to, um, like be authentically yourself without like having that space to feel supported to be yourself, yeah. right? Like the cushion. Yeah, and to make everything that seems sharp soft. Yeah, and like, <laughs> and, like now that you're asking me this question, like, oh my gosh, like, when's the topic of friendship and how thankful I am to them? Oh, like, my- I have like. Like, I have, like, almost no words. Because, like, friendships are so powerful. Like, like, I don't know. Like, the fact that the people that you have around yourself choose to be around you. And then you also choose to be around them. Like, that's so beautiful. Like, like, when I think about, like, you know, like. um, It's the cancer energy. Oh, the cancer (laughs) energy. Yeah. Like, like, when I, like, think, like, even, like. Like confidence was one thing, mm-hmm. but then when I think about um like mental health and how yeah. friendships have helped me with that, because yeah. like I had people to turn to. Yeah, just um, like like I said, it's just a safe environment. Yeah, that as much as you think is like everyone deserves, not everyone gets that. Yeah, so and it's I, so like you're so thankful. I am so thankful, like, and I'm thankful that like the other people like sense my energy and like wanting to like deepen friendships and also reciprocate like oh, not everyone yeah. knows how to do that but I was yeah. lucky to have met like the people I have yeah I think the way you're describing just the overall emotion of yeah. friendship just kind of perfectly describes you I think like a lot of times I was mentioning how uh this the focus is on you but you're literally just spotlighting all of the qualities that are from other people no you know because I mean? it's so great like I honestly. but then you have it too now and that's amazing you yeah, know like like I feel like because like they were able to teach me how to be a friend to them like yeah. I've like I've known to like you know like like and then like they've shown me how they can be friends to me like it's like I've learned how to treat me through them oh too, right? Oh my gosh, yes, like, yes. Like, oh my God, like, they're like, when, I, when I'm when i down on myself and my friends are like, why are you speaking of yourself like that? Yeah. Like, I don't think of you like that. And yeah. I'm oh my God, you're right. Like, yeah. they like, you know, people out there can really like, like, you know, like really like toss away these bad thoughts about you, how you have about yourself and like, and like, you know, make you think of yourself in a different manner because, yeah. you know, they see you in a different light than yeah. like you see yourself and like, you're just like, wow, like, you can see even past, like, the bad stuff that I think of myself. Yeah. Right? And I think that's the kind of same energy I wanted to give to people because, like, since people have given me that energy, it's like, why can't I share that energy with other people, too? So that's why, like, when you say I try to focus on people and their problems when they come to me, it's because, like, I want them to feel that support and that love and, like, care. And it's like... You know, like, I will be there for you. Just ask me, like, how in what manner you need me to be. And I'll show up for you if I have the capacity to show up for you. That's beautiful. Uh, Sorry, I did not mean to No, girl, the cancel energy is strong in this room, bro. You know what? I know, I'm, like, casting all this vibe. I know, I can sense the vibration. I'm getting so hot. (laughs) You know, let me give you a break. You can... You know, give you some breathing okay. time. I'm sweating. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's so yeah, that's yeah. so great. And I was just I don't know. I was like so lost. I wasn't even thinking about the next thing because I was I'm just sorry. Yeah. I was just so like you know focused on what you were trying to say. But yeah, let me give you some breathing time. Thank so let you. me talk. 
<laughs> I'm gonna add on to what my answer is, and like yeah. I actually already listed some, mm-hmm. um, so that like I was ready to provide it. But yeah. it's great because I think one thing that I had, I really um, identified with your response was like my self-esteem has always been very questionable from a young age. And I think mm-hmm. that's just like a people pleaser. That's me yeah. like, mom, dad, am I doing a good job? Energy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, oh my gosh, the amount of self-love, as much as it's self-love, mm-hmm. it's very taught by how my friends see me. Yeah. And like, it took me so long to to learn how to just absorb compliments because mm-hmm. my insecurities and my self-doubt and say self I could even say like self-hatred mm-hmm. was just so loud. Yeah. That when people were so good to me and so kind with their words and actions, I just kind of all you know like confused. Mm-hmm. It's like why do I deserve this when yeah. I'm when I'm a b c and d. Yeah. So like the fact that people have so much patience to like mm-hmm. still throw love and spew yeah. love and pa- like and like tender words to me when I was like re- rejecting it left to right mm-hmm. and so one day I was finally like stripped away and their voices were suddenly louder than the insecurities in my head yeah I think like my self-esteem is literally built from believers like people that believed in me yeah people that kind of showed me like you know how I am mm-hmm. I think we're, we're all we're all kind of like self-critics right yeah like as much as you're nice to people a little bit of you're like oh what's up because I want to gain something is that yeah. blah 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 but like if someone can just honestly say like oh these things are just good like you're doing good mm-hmm. just because it is yeah like you're just good just because yeah and so for my friends to be like oh you you are those things yeah like, it's not that you're performing, you are. Yeah, and Angel, you are. Like, yeah. I will also, like, reiterate that to you. And, like, I think the beauty of it, too, is, like, you say that, like, a lot of self-esteem comes to you from your friends and they show you, like, because, like, I also feel the same. Like, they show yeah. you how to love yourself. But, like, like if you think about it, like, that's also a reflection of who you are. Because, yeah. like, that's how you've been to them. Yeah. Right? And that speaks of, like, your goodness yeah. and your kindness and, like, your beauty and, like, the love that you've been able to give to people. Yeah. So, like, it really does come full circle. Yeah. You know? You know, you mentioned now that you were somehow selective in mm-hmm. a way. And it's weird because you're so bubbly that people probably never guess that. Yeah. And, like, I want to um, be, like, I want to be good to people. But, yeah. you know, friendships kind of should, take an ad- another be form. Like, yeah. yeah. I know some people, too, that, like, they're very selective and they're still mm-hmm. my friend. And a little bit of me, like, so, like, I have some friends talk to me about, like, oh, I don't, I don't vibe with this person. Like, I don't think I'm going to, like put time and mm-hmm. investing in this person right and then I'm just listening to this I'm like damn like my friends are very selective like yeah. my my friends can drop people like that like they're very confident in their core group that they don't need the, the numbers really mm-hmm. so I was just like wow why did I make the cut like you know mm-hmm. what I mean yeah and I think me even questioning that is kind of just me questioning my worth too which is like yeah. I am worth the cut like I, I should like be past like whatever yeah so like yeah I think that's just one one more great thing like knowing how people have their certain like do's and don'ts mm-hmm. and still they choose to be my friend yeah definitely gives me so much confidence and security mm-hmm. not not like maybe internally but just like to exist and be a social human you know yeah yeah that's whoa that was i know oh my gosh guys that was so freaking deep but so necessary (laughs) it's so beautiful i'm i'm just like what the heck like i was possessed by a demon for a moment there i swear 
You know what though? Let's just say this. And Jane, I don't know, I don't know your thoughts about this, but there's definitely a sensation or feeling that I get talking about friendship that I don't get when I talk about relationships. Yeah. 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 And like one thing too is like if you if you like even in a romantic relationship, you also want to be friends with your partner. Because that, yeah. that's a different dynamic that yeah. you bring into a relationship too. Yeah. Because, like, you know, like, you're not just there for each other romantically. You're there as a support. Because you don't have yeah. to be, like, oh, romance, romance, romance. Yeah. You can be, like, your worst self as a friend sometimes. Yeah. When you can't be like that as a romantic partner. Yeah. You know, like, you occupy mm-hmm. very different spaces in switching back and forth. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Like, companionship yeah. kind of exceeds borders, can mm-hmm. overlap. Yeah. And, yeah, that's very necessary for any type of relationship. Yeah. I think my next goal is... You know, and I'm doing a lot of self-care right now. Me and, too. <laughs> and one of the things that, you know, like you have like a lot of lists, like let's mm-hmm. deal with this first. And then once yeah. this is good, let's move on. Mm-hmm. It's definitely like, how can I now as an adult become a friend of my parents? And that was like oh, in the future. Yes. Like that's the next step. But right now I don't have the right, the right skills and the right like mentality mm-hmm. to do that well, uh, to do that as best as I can. Yeah. So right now, but that's definitely like the next step. Me too. Yeah. I, I completely agree with you. And I think part of like, okay, this might be a tangent too, but like with like parental relationships, like, you know, especially like in an immigrant family, like that's yeah. like a t- completely different ball game. But, um, you know, like there's definitely trauma that your parents pass on to you. Yeah. And sometimes you kind of like, like, oh, how come my parents have done this to me? Yeah. But you know, like they don't notice it in themselves. Mm-hmm. But it's like learning to forgive and be friends on top of that is yeah. the hard part. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Oof, that's another mountain climb. I know. Let's another deal with that later on. Yeah. <laughs> Let me go to multiple therapy sessions first. But okay. anyway. <laughs> I know. Okay, so let's moving on from that. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some and I th- this might be repetitive, but I'll add add on like some some concepts, but Okay. Are, the question is like, what are some misconceptions you're starting to realize about friendship now? And I'm gonna bring in like two okay. that I also learned from that same podcast. So mm-hmm. full credit to them. I'll cite them. Okay. But there's this concept of like unconditional love. Uh-huh. Um, unconditional love. There's a misconception that you need to love your friends like for who they are and mm-hmm. all they are, their faults and all. A lot of people think like, oh, you need to love friends perfectly. Yeah. Love friends well. Um, or like I need to be loved perfectly. Yeah. Or my friends need to love me as I am perfectly. Yeah. But I think the the intention of that is actually I want you to love me as if I was perfect. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of times people say, "Oh, when your friends when it's all good good and fun, but when someone ever starts starts to like critique you, then you're like, oh, I don't like you as a friend anymore. Yeah. But it's actually like that's necessary because mm-hmm. you're not perfect. So there's always gonna be feedback. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that I think that's one mis- misconception. Yeah. Where like friendship love is like unconditional and mm-hmm. like all good vibes. Right? Yeah. Um another one is like the fear of confrontation. So that's kind oh, of like yeah. a, an umbra- like something that's related to the mm-hmm. first concept. But I think the fear of confrontation, I still feel this, not mm-hmm. even gonna lie. It's actually like the avoidance of the hard work of growing together. Yeah. 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 So do you have any like thoughts on that? Um, no, like I think I think the two misconceptions that you had brought up are pretty spot on. Yeah. Um uh, and then with the confrontations aspect of it, like I was thinking of this as you were mm-hmm. mentioning them. Um, but like like, when you confront people, it's kind of just, you know, 
showing your care for the friendship. Yeah. Like I think, you know, um there's there can definitely be space for people to be brand confrontation as this negative thing. Yeah. Um and then into something that's, you know, more productive for the individuals involved. Yeah. You know, like, you know, it could really soothe some hurts from like either parties or mm-hmm. you know, like you know, bring up things that weren't spoken to about before into like the open. Yeah. And I don't know then that just you know amplifies the friendships from then yeah. point on like especially if both parties are still willing to like invest in that friendship yeah. and not let like a confrontation you know like end things yeah 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 I think like one of the things about confrontation is that um <laughs> I believe in confrontation for sure yeah but I think there's certain people that are more worth it than others yeah I and I think that. that's just like you being honest about like who are the people mm-hmm. that you that I don't know like who are the people that I would want to keep <laughs> I don't know yeah you know and it also depends on like what people are confronting you about or what you're confronting to about them yeah. because like if it's something that like that you're not providing them but you're confronting them mm-hmm. because like oh why don't you do this for me it's like okay that's yeah. a bit uneven is it a confrontation about them or is it your judgment yeah or are you just complaining yeah yeah so definitely like the topic matters. Yeah. And there's some things you definitely is like not necessary if yeah. it's more selfish mm-hmm. or it's more of like you spewing what you reject in yourself or yeah. something like that. And it's also like confrontation can be gentle. Yeah. And then I think that's the thing too. It's like, it, like is it really a confrontation or is it just a conversation? Yeah. You know, like it's not going to be just one person being like, oh, like they may bring up the topic, but then you also have the same yeah. input to be like, oh, but I felt this way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and like, for some people that confrontation, sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. <laughs> There's some people that really like claim like I'm good at confrontation. Oh. Also like make sure you catch yourself. Yeah. Because like don't make the term confrontation seem like you're entitled to be like a downer. Yeah. Or like to in a way like um traumatize the whole experience for people. Yeah. Like there's so many ways that communication does not have to be aggressive mm-hmm. and does not have to be like you making excuses for being a bad person. Yeah. You know, like just because someone had um like done you wrong or someone had you know like made mistakes doesn't mean like now they deserve this aggressive like like calling out yeah like it could definitely be done with care Mm -hmm. instead of like oh i want to like you know want to like get something out of this like that's kind of like a selfish yeah you know approach wow wow okay so that section was very deep and heavy Uh so um i think that's a perfect time for us to move on to the next section okay (laughs) and this is gonna be like the current state of our mentality as adults okay and i think like like you said romanticizing friendship is something very common and sometimes necessary honestly it is but there's a lot of like realism that adulthood brings that just like damn like friendships like, how do I even tackle them? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So with that being said, what's something that you realize about friendships now that maybe like after college when you're starting to work and everything mm-hmm. um, that you want to kind of share? Um, well, one thing that comes to mind is that they don't have to be as constant. Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't have to be up in each other's business all the time. Yeah. Like you can definitely give each other the space to like 
be themselves and meet other people yeah. and still trust that like they're still your friends. Yeah. Um, and I think I came to that realization beach week fourth year. Mm. I was like observing all these fourth years around me and I was like staring at the ocean, watching the sun above. <laughs> I was having That's a moment. Such a I can definitely imagine yeah. it. Yeah. And and like I I also brought my diary because I was like, you know, I'm gonna journal oh at God. the beach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a Jane thing to do going to beach week looking at the water yeah. and bringing a journal for beach week yeah and and even in my journal like I reflected this thought process where it's like you know I don't know what post-grad will bring us but I feel like I have enough trust in my friendships and the people around me and like like the overall energy of like me going into post-grad that like you know like even if we may not be in contact with each other as much or we may you know, like, m- not be as close, I can trust that there is something there for us mm-hmm. to continue. To revisit. Yeah, to revisit and to continue forward. Continue. And mm-hmm. that's been the case. Like, I, yeah. like, a lot of my college friends I've had um, in, like, like, in uh, UVA, I still am friends with yeah. today. And I can still say, like, you know, even if we don't, if you don't, we're not there constantly, like, if, I like if I ask them can you show up for me at this point like you know like I know they're gonna be there for me so it's like friend our friendship 10 years from now or even a year from now might look different but the security is there yeah and I think it's like an agreement because it's like it's either through experience because like you've gone through this before Mm -hmm. and just the trust that you have yeah Yeah. and that's I think that's an important aspect that you like you trust the friends that you have to be there for you and to and trust them to you know like not think of what you have as just so small mm-hmm. and like and diminish it you know I think people wow. do think of friendships as beautiful as you do too yeah so yeah it's like you're not the only one that's like valuing this as much they value you just as much and they're yeah. willing to put in the work yeah yeah one of the things that I've learned too is very similar where like you said distance mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter as much or time it's not it doesn't have to be more constant yeah but the effort itself is so validating it is just like right now i'm very bad at like with friends because i want to be authentic with my responses mm-hmm. sometimes it takes me days or me weeks too. to respond yeah right but once that response comes from them or me it's super validating for them to be like get get that extra effort to even reach out even if they're yeah. like hours away mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah and that, yeah and i think now too like just to reassure friends i'm just i also just tack on at the end like you don't have to answer right now yeah. like you can take your time and give me like a response that you feel yeah. comfortable with like yeah. you don't feel like you're like it's taking out of taking yeah. your energy and stuff like that yeah. like i think like you just need to be patient with other For people sure. too so yeah and it's like that's when the trust comes in yeah like oh my gosh that's and the reason why i pointed that out is because like that's something i learned very recently mm-hmm. where like um i'm very understanding with others yeah but i don't want to be an inconvenience myself yeah so then i'm like oh my god i'm so sorry that i didn't respond to you blah mm-hmm. blah blah. like you know i just wanted it to be real blah 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 and then i o- over explain mm-hmm. right so then a friend of mine um was saying like you don't you don't owe me that. You don't owe yeah. me this. And I think that's when I realized, like, wow, there was a lack of trust that I didn't put on her. Mm-hmm. Like, I should trust her as a as a friend yeah. to be able to patiently wait for when I, it, it is doable for me to provide the response. Yeah. Because that's what I owe her as a friend. 
you yeah. know? Like, don't treat the connections you have with people, like, so fragile, like, it's glass. Because yeah. it's not, it's not it's that. Not. It's something stronger. Yeah. And you should trust yourself because mm-hmm. you put in that work yeah. for, there t- for that to even exist, for that stability mm-hmm. to exist. Although, I, I will just, like, point out to anyone who's l- who could be listening yeah. whenever this comes out that, like, you know, like, I do realize that, like, we are speaking a very privileged point of view because, like, For we are sure. able to have, you know, we're able to have cultivated this, yeah. like, friendships that we yeah. have, so. You know, honestly, as much as everyone um deserves these types of friends, mm-hmm. it's also one of those things that you have to, like, internally source that drive to evolve with others yeah and it's like one of those skills that some people were born with yeah like being naturally empathetic being Mm -hmm. naturally self-aware sometimes you learn it as you like um evolve through hardships like you Mm -hmm. just become more compassionate and stuff yeah but like some people don't really have those tools that's very available to you and i like the fact that i have a podcast talking about my feelings it's just like shit like i'm fairly communicative yeah it's like Talking to people is fairly easy for me. Yeah. But it's not very easy for other people. Yeah. And, like, this podcast is not to be, like, how to make friends. Yeah. As much as, like, I can, t- I want you to know that for sure. Like, yeah. I want y'all to have friends. Like, I-, I don't know that because everyone's so different. Yeah. So, yeah, I acknowledge the privilege that I have to be this way as a person. Yeah. And, like, no, there's, I, I sometimes when I think about, like, you know, there are stories of people being heavily betrayed by their friends. Yeah. Like, you know, like, it can be very difficult for them to trust other people. Yeah. And, like, you know, That's like, traumatizing. yeah, like, inform friendships like that. So yeah. I'm, like, aware that, like, I have had, like, a fairly good and loving time with mm-hmm. the people I've had around yeah. me. So if there's any advice mm-hmm. that I can give, not, I don't know how legit I am. But yeah, you um, are. <laughs> Um, but I think it's just like as as much as it's easy when you think of friendship to do outward things, mm-hmm. if you're uh, just focus on you first, like I said, it like is. learn how to authentically take up space in the world, mm-hmm. and then every the universe will will push the right souls and people in the room. Yeah. Um. So as much as it's overwhelming to be like the cool, what's cool, what's hip, like what's mm-hmm. what's charismatic. Um. I know I've definitely had that mentality here and there. It's really like if you just center yourself to mm-hmm. your authentic self, um, things will come. Yeah. And if you if you ever have good, really good friends, and you realize like, oh, am I settling? Mm-hmm. Kind of also identify. Is this like a selfishness in you? Yeah. Do you think? you're in a right like vibration to even have the friends that you you seek yeah or and why you're not appreciating the friends that you have exactly yeah yeah and like you know i think it's also fair to say like if like while you're having that kind of journey yourself it doesn't mean that you have to like necessarily wait to form friendships until like you found yourself because i feel like people will keep like finding themselves years from now because you're always evolving we're just in progress yeah continuously So how are you actively trying to be to be a better friend and how are you strengthening the bonds with friends or even I mean you mentioned this before too but even like trying to strengthen strengthen bonds with acquaintances. Yeah. Um okay, this is hard because like I think I'm uh when it comes to my newer friendships it's definitely hard because I tend to lean towards my old friendships already because mm-hmm. like there's there's such good foundation there. So yeah. I feel like I don't need I don't have that necessarily like need to branch out. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of like what we're doing now is just like communication, like working communication mm-hmm. styles. 
and like learning to communicate even like the smallest irritations that we have with each other so that we're not internalizing it yeah um and on top of that is just like some trauma work like things that we may have done to each other in the past Ooh. and that we haven't like uh like you know like really acknowledged within each other oh wow things like that dang i, I need to take some notes yeah because like <laughs> that's stuff, like i've i've definitely done my friends wrong and i know that and they're yeah. you know i still can't say it to them like i can't bring up to them like hey i'm sorry for this because i yeah. feel like i feel like i still feel so bad about it and yeah. you know I'm, I'm definitely censoring myself like they may have they may not feel that way anymore they may have yeah. gone over it but like i still hold that remorse yeah. in me for like you know treating them treating yeah. them this way and stuff and you know like i can't approach situations you know just like getting the peace i want because like some people may not even want to offer that yeah and i, I just simply have to accept like this is what they're willing to give me yeah. and i think that's fine yeah you know that's enough yeah i don't know i think like as i learn more about myself i'm just like acknowledging the energy that i give that's sourced from me rejecting something yeah in me yeah. and i'm just trying to make sure that that doesn't spew out in in, yeah. my, in the people you know what i mean oh that's really good because yeah. i am so guilty of kind of like when i'm sad like it's so hard for me to like not bring everyone else down with me and i have uh. to constantly keep myself in check like stop that like yeah like you're the person that's sad yeah don't don't put that onto others yeah. oh my gosh um i'm gonna give you an example right yeah I have a lot of friends that are very opinionated in in their vision. Mm -hmm. But how I am, I'm more like, but you know, everyone has opinions. Like nothing's yeah. right or wrong. Yeah. So like the way I always I always am as friends sometimes is like when someone says like I don't like that, mm -hmm. I usually respond with like being the the devil's advocate mm -hmm. and stuff. But I think like as much as I'm trying to spew positivity and open mindedness, mm -hmm. it's a little bit of me like rejecting um there's a little bit of judgment that's that's in that yeah that i'm like oh what am i rejecting in myself that i'm not comfortable when people have opinions that's not oh, like mine yeah you know what i mean mm -hmm. so i i definitely like as soon as i feel that feeling mm -hmm. i just like let them have opinions oh angel let I them feel do like, that i feel like i've noticed i think now that you mentioned i noticed that like yeah. in our past interactions yeah i'm always just like you know some people are this some people are that mm -hmm. you know like everyone's this but it's just like okay that's true but let them have opinions yeah yeah so like, i think that's something that i'm i acknowledge now and yeah. i'm still actively trying to like practice in friendships yeah. i've done the same too like i've definitely invalidated a lot of people yeah. by saying like oh but like think about it this way but i'm not giving them the agency to feel confident in their opinions yeah. either yeah yeah so if that ever happened to me and you my bad girl <laughs> i'm sorry yeah, yeah big sorry from me yeah we're all learning here. Yeah. Okay, so this can go super long and super deep, but let's briefly just discuss friendship breakups. Okay. Um, so I wanted to talk about friendship breakups, and you don't have to give me an example, but it's just like, can you give me some pointers of like when you're starting to to like naturally know it's coming and yeah. how you can cope with the aftermath of it? My perspective on this is, is like, is different because like, there's definitely, like, when it comes to friendship breakup, I have one thing in mind. But in my head, I don't think it even really, like, was a friendship to begin with. Mm. I think it was a connection that was just one way. And I felt gaslighted and burdened mm -hmm. throughout all of it. Yeah. And I just realized I don't want that energy. And it mm -hmm. wasn't a friendship because I could not reciprocate what they demanded from me. Because it was, oh. like, a demand from them rather yeah. than from me. Yeah. And, like, me being the, pe the person, like, the 
you know people pleaser I was at a younger age I wanted to provide but yeah. like I know I didn't really want to keep up with a friendship yeah it gets tiring if it's it's not sourced in, in yeah. a way that is long lasting yeah and mm-hmm. so like if anyone begins to feel like all those negative energies then just like end it in that but you know it's different when you actually have history and like you have the reciprocity like uh, reciprocity mm-hmm. and like you actively had a friendship but then you kind of don't know like where it's going mm-hmm. um and you know i was kind of at a crossroads um with one of my friendship and i still currently am um and one thing i was really trying to do was like you know i don't want to rush it like i don't want to just like i want to think on it and mm-hmm. see what uh, my approach is mm-hmm. and like have a conversation because yeah. i haven't had a conversation yet and yeah. then dependent on that conversation is where the um, friendship will go mm-hmm. in some ways too i'm also a believer that like you know like people can easily come in and out of your life yeah. like it may have not been this point and they needed a break but it doesn't mean that they couldn't have changed in the meantime and returned back it's, in your it's life. It's not as personal. Yeah. It's a two-way thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes I just kind of accept it as like, oh, it's just fate. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like the movement of the universe. But like, I wouldn't have it any other way. Like, yeah. like what I said, even with the childhood friend thing, it's mm-hmm. like, I might not, you might, your value to me now might not be as like, as big as before. Mm-hmm. But man, the value you held at the time so valid and like so well deserved at the time yeah and i think that's why i'm thinking so much about it it's because like you know i'm realizing like the role they played in my life and that's not a role that i ever want to diminish even with like the time that has passed yeah um they still and continue to this day to like hold importance in my life yeah so i've been very careful about it um and you know like keeping a check on how i'm feeling on a day-to-day basis yeah well, we're hit the last section, Jane. Okay. This is just three questions. Okay, I'm ready. Ask. Um, how would you communicate friendship as a concept to the younger generation or just to young, the youth? Oh my gosh, I feel like that's so hard. Yeah. <laughs> this is a Miss Universe question right I here. Know. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, God, I don't no angel you want me to start yeah Yeah, can you start yeah and yeah i this is the reason why i like why my answer is first just so to give you my guest time to think Mm -hmm. this is not super deep but i just wrote it down yeah i I would describe it example i've had kids Mm -hmm. or like um you know nieces and nephews i'd say like friendship are the people that you choose to surround yourself with yeah that will help you learn more about yourself in the world yeah yeah that's like a simple and straightforward i don't have (laughs) i don't have anything else to add to that i I really think at its at its core it really is that yeah um and then it's like a two-way street like they also choose you to be like part of their world exactly and like the more and i think i'm emphasizing a lot on like learning about yourself because Mm -hmm. once you learn about yourself that also like hits when to do friendship breakups yeah when to evolve and and, move on from friendships yeah you know like it's kind of like a really, it really is like relationships and friendships are honestly go hand in hand because yeah. like, you know, like you can find so many things out of a friendship. You can find validation, your yeah. own self-worth. You can also find bad stuff in it. Exactly. And it's you, but it's like something that you have to go through and, and learn, learn to from. navigate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you just like navigate through it and just know that it does like it shouldn't like try not to make it like a too big of an impact of your life if it does go negatively yeah like you know 
it's like yeah you're learn friendship makes you learn about yourself but there was mm-hmm. no promises it was just positive learning yeah there's gonna be negatives in there too because we're yeah. humans we're imperfect i think just like be just you know be present and mm-hmm. then take that experience and like really learn from it yeah for sure yeah so we talked a lot about like how we are with other people mm-hmm. how we're friends with other people and yeah. things like that but can you tell like what's something you can tell your younger self if you were friends with them uh-huh um that they would have really appreciated um probably just be authentic mm-hmm. like um, go be angry when you need to be angry yeah. and go be frustrated and annoyed when you wanted yeah. to be frustrated because I think when I was younger I really wanted to hide away like not the not so good parts of my yeah. personality and of myself and friends because wow. I was scared that I was going to drive them away yeah. right and mm-hmm. th- that's definitely a risk and I think that's why people try to like show their best foot forward yeah. instead of like showing all the gunk underneath yeah. but I think in some ways I felt like I waited for too long because then you know, I definitely went, I, I like, I went through this uh, this phase where I felt like I was repressing myself, even to the people who I was, uh, who I thought to be very close yeah. to me. So, and I, I, at that point, I just felt like I couldn't have a release and I couldn't yeah. rely on my friends how I wanted to rely on them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I just burped. That's okay. Um. Okay. I think just to add on to that, what's something I would say is very similar. It's very mm-hmm. similar to authenticity. What, um, like you said, you were spewing out just like the good sides of you. Mm-hmm. I think that was me too. Like I had a perception that everyone was super perfect. And yeah. I was like this broken thing. Yeah. So if I had a friend, I'd probably just want to hear like, hey, I'm not perfect either. And let's be imperfect together. Yeah. You know. Okay. The last question. Okay. Is, ready. Uh, so when you get old, let's say like retirement age, our hair is gray. Mm-hmm. We're becoming that really stereotypical uh-huh. Asian yeah. Asian grandma yeah. look. Um, but- how would friendship? How would you want friendship to look then? Um, I think just like enjoyment and like Ooh. appreciation. That like, whoa, this person has been with me for decades. Damn. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, ev- like, at that point, I can even appreciate my friendships more and the connections yeah. I've been able to have. And I'll probably be even more emotional. Yeah. Or maybe I've come to the point where it's kind of like, There's yeah, no I, tears left to yeah, cry. There's, there's no <laughs> tears left. Like, I I just have, you know, like, pure love. Yeah. Like, for the people around yeah. me and stuff. I love how, like, old people sometimes, they're just so unfazed by things. Yeah. And I'm like... As much as, like, I look up to that, I'm just like, well, that'd be me, too. I'm just like, that's just the world. Yeah. Been here for 88 years, you know? Yeah. I think one thing I want to add, too, is that I wish that when I'm older, I can be friends with other generations. Oh, yes. Actually, I haven't haven't thought about that, but that's that's such a, yeah, that's, like, a really good point. Yeah. I think that's something that, like, no one ever even explores as much like yeah mm-hmm. you volunteer at like a retirement home yeah you're this and that yeah, yeah. you're you know civil with your grandparents but i want to know why old people seem so lonely yeah. and i don't i as much as like i i know there's like the inevitable and i'll have to rely on other people mm-hmm. i want to choose the people i surround myself with not just like pay a nurse you know yeah so i want i want relationships to be authentic and also diverse yeah when i'm old so my gosh, like, I think part of it, too, is, like, when I think about it now, I don't really have a lot of 
friendships with people outside of my own age group. And I've noticed that too. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, like yeah. not too many people in like their 40s or 50s or anything like that. Yeah. And, like some in their 30s, but that's it. Yeah, and even that's like very small. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's so true. Okay. Well, thanks, Jane. Yes. Thank you so Thank much you. Oh my for this gosh. very, very eye-opening, fruitful, and, and, and such like, uh, my heart is really full because oh, you, you like I'm spew so a lot of wisdom. And oh, so I, sometimes I just like, I'm just rambling. <laughs> no, you're fine. It, it all makes sense. I feel like when I record sometimes, uh-huh. I'm like, oh, I was just like rambling. But then I'm like, okay. Yeah, I'm like right? editing. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this is a quote. <laughs> yeah, notice how I feel when I'm reading through my diary. It's like, oh, I was so okay. smart at 15. I She's a I'm- rapper. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode about friendship and how it evolves. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day, a great rest of your week. Thanks, Jane, again for Thank being here. Thank you, Angel, for having me. I hope that you guys appreciate your friends. Mm-hmm. I hope that you appreciate yourself as being a friend to you as well. Yeah. You guys matter. Bye. Bye. Love you guys. Sue, my friends out there. <laughs> Shout out to my friends. Yeah. <laughs>